You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, mailbag edition. Thank you so much for sending your Twitter questions. We'll start with Neil. We'll see with tight ends right now. He says, if the Bengals don't re-sign Hayden Hurst, what are some cheap one-year type tight ends and free agencies that you would like to look at? Man, one year? I have no idea. Like Hayden Hurst to me, even if I was trying to project that last year, he probably wasn't a one-year guy. Irv Smith? That could be a cheap one year, but I've heard some people say Irv Smith's going to have a bigger market than we think. And okay, then they're out. <laughs> the guy hasn't produced for the Vikings, even though he was a high draft pick. That, like, that's why I thought it was kind of the Hayden Hurst high draft pick, hasn't produced, go to Joe Burrow for one year and then go make your money. But if he has a real market, then probably not. Um, man, I don't know too many other one year guys. The guy, <laughs> it's the least sexy one. But I, it feels very Bengals to me is signing Austin Hooper to like a three for $15 million type thing, like very reasonable, uh, not an exciting tight end, but a guy that can block and catch. He's not a guy that's going to win a lot, you know, like break guys off in man coverage or work down the field, but he's fine. <laughs> that's what I keep like. He's a starter. You know, it's only crazy. 28 years old. He's younger than Hurst, which was kind of surprising to me. That is really surprising. But what's crazy about it all, I feel like the tight end market's fine. Uh, yeah. Because if you don't get your tight end in free agency, I feel like we'll know exactly where the Bengals go at 28. I think there there will be a tight end at 28. And, and maybe Although you have to. Malik said no Darnell Washington, I guess, which is bad for me because as we'll get to at the very, very end of the podcast, when you ask me what's coming up on all Bengals, it's a Darnell Washington article. Hey, you know what? Maybe people, if you haven't listened to Malik yet, wait. Um, make sure you go to all bangles, read Mike's piece and then go watch Malik's show. Um, and then you can find out everything that they said about him. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that because I think my mindset kind of changed after the combine. I was like, well, wait a minute, oh. wait a minute. This guy actually Tested can like help the offensive line too. He can help, help the offensive line and be a tight end. His short shuttle was shocking. Like he doesn't move like that on film, but like, can he move like that? Maybe he just wasn't confident or maybe you know maybe he didn't wasn't exactly sure what he's doing he's young if he could move like that like i'm in no i am really i if he was there at 28 would i don't think he will be but we could oh, okay. be totally wrong about all these tight ends and they could fall if they go to the second round 
that's going to be wild, especially if Cincinnati's able to get somebody on the defensive line or get a cornerback at 28, and you see all those tight ends sprinkled in the second round. They'll probably be gone by the time the Bengals pick, but uh, still, that would be really enticing. I, I just feel like we'll get the mindset of where they're going to go after next week, or it's going to take a couple weeks. Free agency isn't over in one week. Uh, these guys get signed after that, too, so um, you know the next two weeks should be fun for a lot of NFL teams. We will go on to River City Stripes. Of course, we're going to get an offensive line question because we talk about offensive line every episode, and we have pretty much been a topic in Cincinnati for six years. Uh, River City Stripes says, if the Bengals go get a guard and right tackle in free agency, what would you like to see from the draft? Guard and right tackle in free agency? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if these are both starting level guys, then not an offensive lineman. <laughs> <laughs> Not even, let me ask you. That would be overkill. Yeah, that would be. They would definitely be going in the trenches. Uh, But I I do want to say, I keep keep dogging them about their offensive line and, and how they draft guys. I do want them to get better at draft. They're yeah. going They're going to have to take a risk because you're going to have to get Jonah's replacement at some point. You're going to want to get your right tackle replacement at some point. You're going to want to go cheap on your offensive line, especially at the left tackle position in the future, because you are going to be paying guys, um, you know, Joe Burrow's contract and, and the wide receiver contracts. Those are all going to start to kick in when you need to pay your offensive linemen too. So um, you know, it will be, it'll be interesting where they go with that. But I, yeah, if they get a guard, I would actually be a little surprised if they got a guard. Me too. Cause I, I just, you look at their history, Michael Jordan got a second year, Billy Price got a second year, like all these guys that weren't worth a second year. So they're called, boy, he got a second year. These guys weren't worth a second year and they got a second year. Yeah. There's upgrades on Wilson out there, but he played a heck of a lot better than those guys. Yeah. So I think he gets a second year to see if he is uh, able to, keep that job, get better, become a good member of the offensive line. And he's also cheap. So I I would be surprised if they got a guard in free agency, even though in a vacuum, it makes sense. You get better at that position and you get better depth because Volson will take that spot. But I just, I think they give him another shot. Um, Tackle wouldn't surprise me if they got one of those guys. So I guess if you're asking that, if that's what they do in free agency, I'd probably look at defense in round one because you spent, high on two positions like that on the offensive side you probably need to get cheaper somewhere and you didn't upgrade the defense at all so maybe you end up with like um some corner i i don't know uh emmanuel forbes joey porter jr all these names that i haven't watched a single game of one of those guys or maybe you get kalaja can't see or you get um nolan smith or just somebody just somebody out there brian Breesy, like all these guys that are there's a lot of defensive guys that might be there and if you go heavy on offensive free agency, then probably go the opposite way in the draft. That's kind of what they've done a little bit. They went heavy yeah. on defensive free agency in the past, and they've been heavy offense in the draft. You think of like Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, all these guys, like in the first two rounds, Jackson Garman. <laughs> but last draft was the first time they went heavy on defense in the draft. They went with Dax Hill and Cam Taylor Britt with their premium picks. So. I- I think free agency will tell you which side they might use that pick on. Yeah, I look forward to that. And the thing is, I I hate saying this because their defense has been legit for two years in a row, but they still need that kind of playmaker. That guy just pops out 
And I, I, maybe it's a rookie and maybe it's a guy they can pick up in free agency, but I feel like that's more going to be from this rookie class on the defensive side of the ball, you know, especially after watching the combine and seeing some of those numbers. And maybe that's where they go with 28. I've said it before. They owe Lou this 28 pick to get him a playmaker on that side because Lou's back. Well, he's got Dax Hill coming, right? He does. He does have Dax Hill coming. And you know what? I liked Cam Taylor Britt last year. Um, And, you know, he's only going to be going into year two. So you're right. You're, he has those two guys. But I wouldn't mind that. I think my mindset is changing where, you know, get the get the guy who's going to help you get a Lombardi at this point. Uh, JR says, do the Bengals draft or get a free agent punter? And this has been a topic of conversation on the Twitter app. So my guy has become Michael Turk of Oklahoma. I watched him do 28 reps of 225 pounds on the bench press. And uh, what punters do that? He ran a 4840. He's kind of a freak punter. Uh, but I also watched a, a <laughs> I watched a, a former high school punter break him down for 10 minutes. And uh, he thinks he's just like untapped potential because he kicks it like my guy last year, Ryan Stonehouse, where a lot of punters, they square their hips up, they hit the ball, and it goes where they put their hips and, you know, where they put it pre-snap and post-snap and all that stuff. Turk, like Stonehouse, will swing his leg both back and forth, but also side to side for some reason, and just boom the ball. He hit one 73 yards with, like, five and a half seconds of hang time. And uh, I don't care if that was a practice or what. You don't find that very many places. It's really far and a lot of hang time. Like, usually if you hit it that far, you also get, like, no hang time. You just boom it straight ahead. Uh, to get that hang time on it, too, is crazy. He uh, The issue with him is uh, he'll kick touchbacks. Um, especially when he's not, not in that like 50 to the, you know, inside the 40, which if they're inside the 40, they're probably kicking a field goal with McPherson, but you know, from right around the 50, he doesn't have the issue of hitting it there. It's from like your own 40 where he's got such a strong leg that he doesn't know, like, can I boom this or do I try to pooch it or do I try to kick it out of bounds? And he hasn't gotten that down yet, but uh, that's my punter and you'd have to draft him. So I'm going to say draft. I, I don't, they don't have a lot of picks though. So my heart is saying draft, but I think my mind is saying undrafted free agent and it's going to be a very wide open spot, which Stonehouse was an undrafted free agent. He was great. He was my guy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I think it's gonna be the undrafted one. Okay. Um, I, you you look Goodbye, at that. Turk. <laughs> I mean, because it, I I heard this today, and, and I would have to go back and do research and watch the tape when I say this. But what I heard was all the punters drafted besides the Bills situation, um, they all had a pretty good season this past yeah. year in the NFL. And Jordan Stout, um, trying to think of anybody else. I mean, there was a few guys drafted, but the best one was Stonehouse, who is a top five punter this year, but he's undrafted. Yeah, I think that's extremely important. And Darren Simmons pretty much hinted towards the uh, punter room was going to be changing. Yeah. Hearing uh, him, I was I was like, oh, 50-50 on, uh, <laughs> on uh, our guy being the punter might not might be a little high. <laughs> it might be for the percentage pretty low right now. Uh, we got to go 30. 
percentage. That AFC, I told you before, I said on this podcast a couple weeks ago, was, that AFC yeah. championship game just pretty much lost him the job. And he was good in the divisional game. That's what was surprising was he was good in a cold weather snow game. And then the most important game of his life. And oh, I mean, it was, it was bad enough that I, I remember it was the thing I was the most upset about after the game. Uh, like there was a little bit of that about just was like, oh, you can't hit him. But then I was like, the real issue was that the punt was right down the middle, <laughs> no hang time. And they returned at 20 yards, like kick it out of bounds. Come on, man. But uh, I see that highlight in my head all the time. When I think yeah. of the AFC championship game, I think of them running it back and I'm like, oh no, 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 no. And, and then the it Chiefs just. punter is so good. Yes. Opposite side is like you're pinned in the five. You're pinned in the five. You're, you know, it's kicked out of bounds. You're, it's a fair catch. And then you get to the Bengals side, and it's, well, that's returnable. That's returnable. Ooh, he shanked it. It's like, oh man, come on. You can't have that disadvantage in a game that's important where each of these teams are so evenly matched. Yeah, no, I, I a punter is a, they're people too, and they need this weapon. It's extremely important, and I think they're definitely going to be looking into that this offseason. I don't see it happening in free agency, but definitely going to be somebody who does not, who doesn't get drafted. If they maybe they decide late in the rounds, they yeah. they see their guy on the board and they they take yeah. up in the seventh round, but I do not see that happening. Do you think it's Michael not- Turk with his four eight forty and massive pecs from the bench press could punt the ball and then make the tackle? I don't need to hear this right now. I don't need to hear this right now. Where was he last year? Where was he in year 29th? We needed him. So I'm, I'm sorry. I, Stonehouse I, was there in round seven. I'm saying if I was a GM, I don't know if we would have gotten a better draft than that, but we'd have a heck of a punter. I mean, I mean, that's just, it's, it's, it's still very, it's very frustrating. It's, it's an important position. So, yeah. you know, they do have to look into that. Unfortunately, this year was just all up and up and down. I felt like that way with special teams pretty much all season. I never felt super confident in the Bengals special teams even last Evan. year. Evan was okay. Yeah, but it was up and down. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like even, even the best part of the special teams up and down. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't too fond of it, but hopefully everything's better when they get maybe I always say this when everyone talks about Joe Burrow in a normal offseason. I like knock on wood because I'm like, guys, please stop saying that. Stop saying it. Just say we want, you know, trading camp uh, OTAs to get here for Joe Burrow. We we don't want to bring up that because every single time they do something always happens. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So we just hope it's, a, it's an OK offseason for everyone. Anson, we'll go ahead and get to this really quickly. He says, hey, guys, I've seen a lot of mocks. The one thing that's missing in almost every one of them is a linebacker. Given the fact that they're probably going to be losing Pratt and free agency, do you see this as a classic third or fourth round linebacker pick this year? I think it's open, but I think they feel confident in their linebacker room. Is that how you feel? Or I do. I do. Yeah. I mean, you could go back to, I mean, a couple years ago, and and for some reason, the 2019, I want to say it was 2019, it was the Lamar Jackson um, highlight, where he pretty much just ran Jesse Bates and Carlos Dunlap down, and uh, ran maybe 60 or 65 yards. It was at uh, Pecor Stadium at the time, and I think about the linebacker room a lot, not being able to stop stop anything, and Nick Vigil a lot. Um, Yeah, I'm glad that experiment ended. Um, pretty quickly after that but at the same time I'm like man they just don't have a legit linebacker room and when they went into the draft it was the 2020 draft which is one of my favorite drafts for this team probably since 2005 and that was forever ago what could have been in 2005 draft I think about 2020 and the linebackers and they just went so heavy like okay they they needed to do that and they finally have depth and they have starters so I agree with you could I see them maybe adding a piece that's inexpensive or more of a depth piece maybe but 
but I, I don't think they they're thinking of, I think we're thinking about the linebacker room more than they are, to be honest. Real quick, Lindsay, you had a question. Parker Blake asked, what's your hot take? I know I tried to think of it because I always kind of think, oh, that's probably a hot take that won't go over well on social media. So if I say it on the podcast, I could totally do it. I would say it's an OG hot take because I've already said it and I used it on Twitter and I learned quickly that I shouldn't say that because Twitter's reaction, it was very 50-50 and a lot of people didn't like it. I said the Cordell Volson has to play better. Oh, okay. Yeah, we agree. But <laughs> we agreed, but man, I was hoping for something real hot. Also, I was hoping for something spicy, a, a big spicy meat. The Steelers signed Lamar Jackson to take him away from the Ravens. <laughs> That's I don't know. I mean, funny, honestly, though. I have no hot takes in the division right now. I think okay. I think the AFC North, I'll say this, this isn't a hot take, but I think the AFC North is still one of the, I wouldn't say one because you're like, oh, what way to step out there by saying it's one of the top divisions in the AFC. I think it's, I shouldn't say this because Aaron Rodgers could be going to the AFC East. But overall, I think the Bengals playing in the AFC North prepares them for these other opponents in the in the AFC and the NFC more than any other division would for these other AFC teams. Yeah, my great hot take is uh, I think what the Browns finish in last after winning the offseason again. Oh, that would just be great. That would just be great. I, every single free agent's going to the Browns, though. So yeah, I they've got negative 30 cap. How could they not go there? I mean, I mean, they're going to figure it out. They'll get, you know, they'll free up, whatever, do the fake cap stuff. But like, look, man, that team is built around having an elite quarterback. And they certainly did not have that last year. And I don't know if just taking more time off, he never got better. It's not like he got better as the season went on. Like the rust was coming off. He was at his worst at the end of the season. He has best games early there. So uh, as long as my hopes and dreams of redacted playing terrible continue the Browns will continue to be terrible, but their fans and some media will tweet out that their GM was a genius to give that guy a fully guaranteed $100 million, whatever, per year contract because it made other teams do that, even though nobody else has done that so far. Yeah, that's the thing. And when, you know, because obviously the topic of conversation was the Lamar Jackson contract and the fully guaranteed numbers and all of that crazy stuff, the person who shouldn't receive the fully guaranteed contract out of all of the NFL players got the fully guaranteed contract is the guy that's terrible off the field and now on the field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think all of us watching that first game versus Texans, I know they ended up winning, but the offense looked absolutely terrible when he threw the ball to the ground. It was one of my favorite highlights or when I think there was another, there were several games where he played awful. Cause that's just how he looked the rest of the season. One I couldn't game. believe people were trying to hype up that Bengals game too. It was like, he sucked. He, the He's interception terrible. he threw to Bates, the guy was wide open for a second and a half and then he throws it and it's an interception because he's so late it's like he's not seeing the field man and that's something that he was able to do in houston there was a legit highlight because you know the insiders that are tight with his agent they'll always hype him up on 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 twitter and yeah. one of the guys did it they showed a highlight from that bengals a browns game and they're like whoa look at that first down throw and everyone's like show the next play that went right to jesse Bates." <laughs> And nope, nope, nothing. It's just so it's it's crazy to watch that experiment, but it couldn't happen to a worse franchise. And um, yeah, I, I agree. I root for that. Uh, I don't think that's a hot take at all. I, I hope they I hope that's what happens. And I think a lot of I mean, people, they are clearly the worst team in the division, but I they think are. that they get a little bit of hype sometimes. And yeah, let's relax on that. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I think, and honestly, we'll make this quick. So I want to move on to the next segment. Um, I mean, I think the Steelers are fine. They're going to be, they're going to be okay. Um, yeah. And then you get uh, the Ravens defense yeah. is still legit. Yeah. Even it's if Lamar Jackson leaves, I'd probably still pick them over the Browns. Yeah. 100%. So I, I don't, I wouldn't say for me when I say it's like a hot take that the division is like top for me in the AFC North, I feel like that's biased, but it does help. I think the Bengals when they go against these other opponents in the AFC and just the NFC alone, when you play in that top division, because it's normally pretty tight um, all the way through until you get into to January. So next we'll talk a little more outlook of free agency. I can't wait for it to get here. Hopefully there's some news on the Bengals side on it's always game day in Cincinnati.